Welcome to the R2RB podcast series where we interview local musicians and get to know them on a more personal basis. I'm Deb Lamato, your host for R2RB podcast series. This podcast is about the local musician's journey, their influences, their creative process, and so much more. We'll also highlight their music and let you know where they will be playing their next gig. So sit back, relax, and enjoy R2RB podcast series. Hi, and welcome to Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. I'm Deb Lamata, and today my guest is Judy Mangini of Judy Sings the Blues. I'm so excited to have you today, Judy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Debbie? I'm good, thanks. Not bad for, for Thursday afternoon. So yeah. I like to do a couple warm-up questions just to get us started. And the first one is, if you could perform anywhere in the world, where would it be? I would like to perform at a USO event. It's wow. always been a dream of mine. Yep. Really? I okay. even reached out to Gary Sinise and asked him if he would consider having my band join him at an event. That would be absolutely awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. So if you could perform with anybody, who would it be? Well, I wanted to ask, dead or alive? Either. Your choice. Dead, I'd say Prince because wow. we don't need a reason. No. Alive. Um, I would say for a female Ann Wilson because she because she's always been one of my idols. Yeah, I've always uh looked up to her, admired her. I mean, still kicking ass at her age. And right? you know, she's she's older than me, and I'm sixty-two and a half. I'll be sixty-three in January. You're awesome. And Joe Bonamassa for a male, because he could just play guitar for me and have his orchestra do his thing, and then I I would be singing like like he does with Beth Hart. Hi Joe. Oh my give me a genie here. Give me a shot, dude. Yeah, that's right. All right. So who is Judy when you're not singing? I'm a retired realtor and I'm a domestic goddess. People think rock stars, man. No, I'm down on my knees scrubbing around the bottom of the toilet too. Somebody's gotta do it around here. Oh my gosh. And and you had mentioned we had a phone call a week, week and a half ago. You uh, you have your family that you raised. You also uh was you were a real estate agent. And then you started your music career. Why did you choose mm-hmm. that path? Well, I've always wanted to do music. I never wanted to be a nurse or a teacher since I was a little girl. I always wanted to sing. And I started writing poems when I was in junior high school, I guess, maybe uh, fifth grade, then into junior high school. And then uh, before before I got into high school, I started writing music with my brother. So I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to perform. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And instead, I got married at 19 and had kids right away at 20 and 21. So I did try. I mean, I still I didn't give it up, but I was in a band. We'd play till two o'clock in the morning and I'd be getting in three to well, one or two in the morning, getting in at two or three in the morning. And I have two kids 15 months apart. Wow. And yeah. And they were two or three, two or three years old. And, you know, coming in that late and getting up at 630. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't copacetic. I couldn't do it. And I had a decision to make. So it was my kids. It was my family. And I admire women that can do both. I admire women that have the strength to leave their family and, and fulfill their dream while everybody else was fulfilling theirs. I was dreaming about it. And I finally got the opportunity at 50, 50 years old. And I was in a classic rock band. Um, when we moved down here, my um, a friend of mine told me about her uh, boyfriend's brother's band needing a vocalist. So I sang with them for two years, two and a half years. 
And I wanted to do more blues because when I, when I sing blues, people would react to it Wow! because I feel it. Rock is rock. But when you're singing blues, a lot of times, most of the times people can relate to that. We've all had it for one reason or another. So, you know, that it just didn't work out for me. And I, and I was also doing a radio gig as a realtor. I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning. No, I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning to be there at five 30. And then Mm -hmm. I was a talk radio. I got paid to give my opinion. That was a great gig, (laughs) but the hours weren't good for the same reason. Now, you know, I'm getting up at four in the morning for a job and coming in at two in the morning sometimes, but that's always been my dream. So the radio gig, I didn't need, I was still a realtor and I could work around my hours as a realtor with the band. I live at the beach. It's a resort area down here. And um, some of the attitudes of the people down here or, you know, I just, it made me not like it anymore. And it just wasn't worth the frustration and the aggravation. And my husband said, just retire. So I started concentrating right on, uh, right, right with my music. And I was a lot happier in in doing that. So I left the other band, started my project 10 years ago, and the rest is history. I have been reading reviews and your interviews also. And your, um, well, first, I want to say your voice is amazing. Your band is is awesome. And you just seem to like, you know, meld together like fine wine. Oh, thank you. Your voice has been described as powerful, accomplished, funky, soulful. And as you said, you know, blues is so full of emotion. You are so full of emotion when you sing. (laughs) Tell us about your band, who they are, and how did you all come together? I have the famous Jan Zukowski on bass. Jan's been with me about a year now. He was retired and I had contacted him twice, actually. Finally, the second time he goes, you know, send me your music because he told me he was retired. He says, send me your music. So I sent him my music and he loved it. And he said, you know, I'll play. I'll play bass for you. Mm. Now, Jan played for the Nighthawks for 30 years. Wow. And they were they were well known in the Baltimore um, area and Annapolis area. And they were a regional band, but they you know, they were kind of uh, all over the country. They toured, but they were well known. He also shared the stage with George Thorogood at Live Aid. Wow. He's also been in the studio with Jimi Hendrix. He's also been on the stage with Albert Collins, and he's played with <laughs> Muddy Waters. And I, I, I told, I teased him. I said, I think you've played with everybody but Jesus, because I, I said, I started, I, I said, I'm just in awe when he tells stories. I'm just oh, yeah. blown away because he's. I was raising kids. I lost out on all those opportunities. So when I listen to other musicians talk about that, um, you know, I'm envious, but I'm so happy for them that they got that opportunity because not everybody does. Right. But, you know, so when I, when I started introducing him, I would tell the audience all those things. And I said, now, and I say, now he's slumming with me, but I changed it up. Now I say, now I say he saved the best for last. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And and I've I've listened to him too on on your on your songs and he's just unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, on the videos, he's on this. I have Chuck Hearn. I've Chuck Hearn on, on my CD, I have Chuck Hearn on bass. Okay. And he is one funky badass player. Oh he's yeah, he he, is he, he is good. He is good. Yeah. And he is and he's playing guitar for me here and there sometimes. He's, a, oh, wow. he's actually a really good guitar player. Oh my gosh. But currently with my band, I have Jan Zukowski. I have Ray Lombardo on the drums. <laughs> I have to say his last name when I introduce him. I have to say it like that. He played with the Admirals for 20 years. And he was in the Annapolis area, too. He, all, he also played with the uh, the Army Jazz Band. And oh, wow. he did that for three years. And um, But he's he's been playing 
probably all his life. And he's probably one of the best drummers that I've had. Wow. And he's guitar players. They're my steady players. I have been through a couple of guitar players. And my favorite guitar player is Lynn Doughton. Lynn okay. Doughton, played, he played on both of my CDs. And he is my sole guitar player. I tell mm-hmm. him that to his face. And I and I mean that because the very first time one of the questions you asked was a special moment. Mm-hmm. And one of the special moments that I had was was when I played at the Blue Earl Brewery in Smyrna, Delaware. Right. They have a blues jam the third Sunday of every month. And I got called up on stage and there was, you know, a bunch of professional players up there. And I got called up and Lynn was the guitar, one of the guitar players. Tim Perks was the other. And we started we did I'd rather go blind. And Debbie. I'm not saying this because I was a part of it. I'm saying this because everybody that was there that day would agree. And it's on my YouTube page. That was a magic moment for mm-hmm. me. Right. And that is when I knew that I needed to play music with Lynn Doughton because there is a definite chemistry musically between him and I. When I had three songs that I had never worked on with the band that I needed to get on the CD and I, they hadn't even come out of my head yet. Mm-hmm. So he came over to the house and within an hour and a half, we had all three songs done. And kind of structured the way that I wanted them because he just knows he reads me musically. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thrilled every time I get to share the stage. He's in two other projects. He's work, he works full time. I wow. hate asking him, but I told him, you're always going to be my first pick. <laughs> so he knows it. Uh, but wow. he's, he's been playing a long time. He plays with the Teletones. He plays with Spike Bryant Blues Band. Um, and him and his wife, Rosie, I love Rosie to death. Uh-huh. They both. They both live in Smyrna. They're wonderful people. And then I have Joe Lasort. Joe Lasort plays guitar for me sometimes. He will be joining me. Okay. He's also the one who recorded my CD. He was my producer and recording engineer and guided me and gave me some um, suggestions, which I used mm-hmm. because I trusted him. And he wow. is an amazing producer and, and uh, recording engineer. And his business is Teletone Studios in the Rehoboth Beach. And I, I recommend him to anybody who's considering doing a CD. Because he does an amazing job and he's patient. Wow. To work with me, you need to be patient. patient. (laughs) I'm a girl. I could change my mind, you know. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, I have, like I said, Chuck Hearn. He's been playing a couple gigs for me, too. But he lives three hours away. So it's a long journey to come to my house to rehearse. But he doesn't seem to mind. We'll see how long. We'll see how long he doesn't mind. And then every once in a while, I can get my hooks into Joey Fulkerson. <laughs> and that Joey Fulkerson is probably the most talented musician I've ever met or seen in my life. And we are blessed to have that man in our in our area. And okay. I recommend anybody who gets to see him, go see him. And as yeah. I'm getting to, you know, do my searches on blues and local um, music artists, your name keeps popping up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like she is hey, it took me 10 years it took right? me 10 years <laughs> absolutely but not only that but you, your name is is popping up on the charts your songs are coming up on the charts you are moving up on the charts yeah but i am on the roots music report and i've been on there for eight weeks and i'm going to look again monday to see if it's nine weeks and that's for delaware artists you know i've been sharing it on facebook because i'm excited i've worked hard at it it's it's awkward too yeah it's it's I never, I never would have thought this would have happened for me ever. Wow. I started doing this. I was 52 years old when I started this band, 52. Wow. wow. And it's a blues band. Yeah. So I never expected anything to happen except go out and play my music. And when I started my project, I was told by a really good, smart, professional guy, 
to make a name for yourself, you got to start playing covers. I said, I don't want to play covers. I want to play my music. And he goes, right. well, then it's going to take you a long time. And I said, well, then it'll take me a long time. If I'm going to learn music, I'm going to learn my own. I don't want to learn somebody else's. I want to be true. I'm going to be a true artist to myself and I want to play my own music. And that's the way I've done it. I throw covers in, but no, it's not top 40 covers. No. And you, and you, you are following your passion and your heart and your desire of what you had in mind all those years, you know, when you first started out and, and good for you. I mean, a lot of people would have said, all right, I'll do the covers. I'll, you know, I'll do it your way. You have made a success of it. Absolutely made a success of it. You light up when you talk about, your music and the passion and your band and everything that you've worked hard for it, you know, up to this point. So kudos Thank you, to I you. Have. Absolutely. So at what, what age, what age did you get the bug for singing? When did you kind of realize it was definitely in your blood and you wanted to do it? Well, really around 10 years old, I guess. I mean, I sang when I was a little girl, but I really started, I started really listening to music. And back then it was disco. And at 12 years old, I started singing in talent shows and family events. When I was 16, my brother's best friend, Bill Kinser, him and I, we started playing in a band and it was country music. We And then, like I said, I got married at 19 and, nice. you know, had my first at 20. And then I was 52 when I started again. And so who influenced uh, your style of singing? Well, growing up in um, a houseful country and I and I still even though I'm not a fan of country music now. Linda Rodstadt is always going to be one of my favorite female vocalists. The power and the strength that Ann Wilson has. You know, I so I utilize both of those um, very different vocals for my own so I could do any kind of music. As a music artist, do you feel that the um, streaming, music streaming has hindered or helped the music industry? You know, when I read that question, I said, oh, that's a good one. I mean, obviously it helps the artists because there's so many different platforms out there through the Internet now that our music can be shared. Back in my day, you had to go to the store and buy a record. It's it's totally, you can just get out of the air now. It's my music. I wrote it. I created it. I gave birth to it. But I'm getting pittance from it. Mm. The the streaming services like Spotify and Pandora, YouTube, uh, Amazon, all of them are getting the big bucks as well as, you know, the the, uh, ASCAP and BMI, the organizations that are protecting the artists. They're the ones who are getting the money. That has to change. You know, I mean, without them, my, nobody would know who I am on, in, in many places. You know, it's it's a catch 22, really. Yeah. It's, it's, how did COVID affect you and the band? I mean, it's affected us all. My band that I had before COVID broke up during COVID because of a, a misunderstanding of a text message. So uh, if I can give advice to anyone, if you have something important to say, call. My band took a dump. And I, we just started to record the CD and I, I told my husband, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to finish this CD. And I started calling up musicians. I called Lynn Downton. No problem. Yes. I'm in Joey Fulkerson. Cause I kind of, I knew he was busy. He said, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I called Chuck Hearn and then I called Keith Brooks. Now Keith Brooks, and he is probably the best drummer I have ever seen and, and heard of my life. And the wow. fact that he agreed and then he started playing drums for me, but you know, he's in five other projects. I, although I would have loved to have kept him, he understood. Wow. But Keith Brooks was on drums and I had Dan Long on keys. Okay. Uh, he he was um, on my last CD. He's he's an excellent keyboard player. I don't know why he's not utilized more in the area, but he's also works full time and he's 
Brian Cunningham on sax. I call him the icing on my cake when he joins me on stage. Oh my gosh. No, and he is probably one of the best that I've heard. And he, of course, Joe Lasort did the recording of it and advised me. And And here you are today. I read that you've had abuse in your past. Am I right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that some of your songs are written from that past and those emotions, you know, that you've written from. What would you like your fans to take away from your songs from your latest album? I I guess my biggest thing, and I talk to the guys about it, because especially Come Over Here, that song is not about a lost dog. And the cover, you asked me about the cover, too. I did. The cover came to me instantly, even before I wrote the song. When I wrote the song, before I had the cover, I I, I had the, the crookedy looking. I saw the tree and took a picture of it, and I sent it to my grandson, and I told him my grandson did the picture. Avery Lanzi is my grandson. And I said, I want it to look like an old crotchety tree, all gnarly. I I saw the the tree and I told my husband, there's the tree. And I took a picture and sent it to him. And he drew the tree. And I wanted a little girl with a teddy bear. And you can't see it on the CD, but the teddy bear's mouth is stitched shut. And its eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. And it's red. It's the only thing of color on the CD. So when I wrote the song, Come Over Here, I extended it into the roots. I wanted the roots to look like feet. And I wanted her feet to turn into roots and intertwine Mm -hmm. in the tree. And I wanted the man on a bench with the lost puppy poster sitting there on the other side of the tree. I mean, it tells a story and it tells you. And if you turn it over, the back of it has the teddy bear on one side and the poster on the other side of this pathway that walks away and neither one of them are there. But I told I talked to Joe and I talked to Lynn during recording and I said, I'm kind of hesitating on putting this one on there. And they said, why? And I said, it's going to make people uncomfortable. And they said, so. And I said, I know. And I and I started thinking about it. And we all agreed that sometimes uncomfortable things need to be said in order for uncomfortable things to change. So I decided to keep this on here and I introduced the song and I, and I, and I tell people this goes out to all the little girls like me. So what I want people to know about these songs is that I'm a survivor. I'm, I'm a lot luckier than a lot of little girls because I'm here to talk about it. I just think that as a woman who has a daughter and two granddaughters, you know, we need to stand up for our kids because, you know, a lot more, a lot more damage is done to them than what was done to me. They carry that. We carry that all our lives. So we need to be better at protecting our, our youth because they're our future and we don't need damaged. We don't need damaged goods into our future. So if you see something Say something, please. The other song um, he hit her is about domestic violence. And I, and we, you and I talked about this earlier. I want to clear it up. This isn't about my husband, Paul. <laughs> I was Correct. married previously. Right. But whenever I sing this song, people look over at Paul and he's like, what, me? <laughs> so just to make this clear, it's yes. not about him. No. Uh, it's about my own personal experience prior to him. And I didn't shoot him. It's just, it's just a good way to end that song is all. That's all. Born a Sinner also has a very interesting cover as well. And I read that you had a tattoo artist draw the cover, correct? Yes, I did. I I, I talked to a couple graphic artists and I, 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 I couldn't afford that. And as somebody said, when I told them what I wanted, they said, you should talk to a tattoo artist. So I went to two different tattoo artists before I found Janine Bond. And Janine Bond said, because I kept putting my arms out. I want it to be like a, a, a Medusa right. with, you know, with her arms stretched out, all these arms. And then, but in each palm of her hand is yep. something that resembles the verse. So yep. each four verses, she has something in each hand. So when I told the guys what I wanted, they, uh, my old drummer, James Sudamac, I love James. He's, he said, they're not going to get it. I said, what do you mean they're not going to get it? He goes, it's too much. They're not going to get it. And I said, well, they might not get it the first time. They may not get it the second time. They never got it. So I finally had to, t- 
<laughs> we had to tell everybody what it was. But she did such a job. When she handed me the picture, I was in tears because I was just so proud of the whole thing. That was oh my, my very first CD. I said I wanted the hair to flow. I told her exactly what I wanted. I wanted the hair to flow all the way. So when you open the CD cover, the hair was flowing all the way to the back. And she had every everything in each each palm. And I told her I don't want to I don't want any breasts, any any nipples on the breast to show. Have her hair come down over that. Oh, give her a little bit, but don't give her a lot. You know, (laughs) I just wanted it to be showy, but not too showy and attractive and eye catching. And I wanted the eyes to be green. The eyes had to be green. Yes, (laughs) I saw that. And I can't. People don't just randomly put a picture on front of their CDs. There's usually some thought behind it. There's usually a story behind it. She also did that. Um, my soul dog Coco died mm-hmm. in 2018 That's and sad. I'm still grieving and devastated oh. over that. I had him for almost 16 years. You can see <sighs> you, you oh. listeners can't see oh, it. Look at that. Oh my gosh. It's a silly Very good friends of mine, Larry Mullet and uh, Carol Alby gave me that as a surprise. Oh. And I ugly cried when they gave me, gave oh. it to me, but she did a wonderful job. But this this CD on Come Over Here was three of my grandkids. Avery Lanzi uh, did the tree. My granddaughter, um, nine years old, she she did uh, Nora Nora May. She did Come Over Here and Gianna, her sister, Gianna Melvin, Nora Melvin. Gianna did the Judy sings the blues because when I asked the two youngest, she she said, well, "What am I going to do?" And I said, "Well, I guess you can write Judy sings the blues on the bottom." Oh my gosh. I know. I, I, when I heard and read that, it's like, oh my gosh, that is so endearing. It's something that you will cherish it's forever. forever. Avery tried to do my other one and I have that framed on the wall too, because it was, it was, it was cool the way he did it. I mean, he was mm-hmm. young then, That's awesome. you know, but it was really cool the way he did it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Who, uh, who manages your band in the business? Me? You myself? Do. You, you, you yourself and I. I do it's everything. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Well, I, I, after I got, after I was close to getting this CD out, I did reach out to, um, I guess a marketer and marketing agent. And I was broke. I had spent all my money on paying all my musicians, buying the CDs. Everybody that was involved in this got paid. So I really didn't. Then I got t-shirts. So I really didn't have anything left over for that. And I said, I'm retired. I can do it. So I spend a lot of time researching blues, D, blues DJs, blues stations. And I was contacting them by email or Facebook Messenger or going to the websites, driving back and forth to the post office. I spend a lot of time on that. They're not knocking at my door. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I haven't had all the support that I expected to have in this business. Right. I'll say that. Okay. So, but what I will say, because I was, I was told one time that not everybody is happy about my success. And I said, you know what? I'm doing this. If they're, if they're, if they're not getting the same success, that's on them. I am busting my ass. I spent all my time promoting my business, me, myself, and I. I am my publicist. I am my manager. I am my marketer. I am my promoter. I haven't hired anybody. So all I can tell you is you can do it too. Absolutely. I'll leave it. If you're not willing to invest time in it, then don't bother. Absolutely. And it doesn't happen overnight. They're not going to knock on your door. You can sit there on your couch and watch TV and wait, but it's not going to happen. No, it's not. So I know you do use Facebook. Do you do Instagram? Do you or just strictly Facebook? Word of mouth, obviously. You keep and you call everybody. I'm old school, yeah. I'm old school. I'll text. I use Facebook. I use YouTube. Uh, You know, and I I, that's really the only social media that I use. I don't even know if YouTube is considered that, but I don't tweet. 
I don't use Instagram. And I was told I had one girl come up one young girl wanted to buy my CD, Bethany Blues in Lewis. I love that place. And she comes up, she goes, do you have cash app? Like, what's that? (laughs) She said, oh, I'm going to buy one of your CDs. And I said, well, I take cash and I said, I don't do any of that. I, you know, I should have said I have PayPal, but because I could have taken PayPal. I said, go on my website and buy one and I'll mail it to you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Does writing your songs come easy to you? I know that, like I've said, you know, it's all comes from your past experiences. And he hit her and come over here and 47 feet. And I guess I was wrong. They, they, they kind of tell a little bit of a story. Um, 47 feet, to be honest with you, is about the music business. Okay. He hit her. We discussed, come over here. We discussed equal is the way I ended the CD and equal. I dedicate that to all the women in the audience because that tells a story in itself. Right. You know, look into my eyes. I came from your ribs. Not you got to treat me like an equal. Quit looking down your nose. I came from your ribs, not from your toes. (laughs) Sometimes your servitude really shows. Um, that could be, you know, that's, that's from my life experiences too. Right. right. And I guess I was wrong is about relationships, mm-hmm. um, very personal relationships. Right. Albert Castelia joined me on that one. He played guitar and did backup. Wow. And then I said, can you do backup vocals? He goes, oh, sure. Why not? I was like, Victor Wainwright did uh, the keyboards on Junk and Trunk, second tune. That's about my husband and my best friend. Some of the songs are life related and other ones, Usually I write these songs in the shower when I don't have my phone available so I can hurry up and sing into oh. it by myself before I forget by the time I get out and get dressed <laughs> or when I'm cleaning because oh, my mind isn't really focused right. on anything in particular. It's, yep. you know, uh, and a lot of people job. say that. Yeah, a lot of people say that about the cleaning part. If they're yep. in, in a creative industry, they have said doing something kind of mindless opens up your mind, like you dumb, said. Dumb job. I call it a dumb, dumb job. Yeah. <laughs> it comes flowing through. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's weird, isn't it? Who are your biggest supporters, past or present? Oh, my biggest supporter is my husband. And like I said, I wouldn't be able to do this without him. Um, there are days that I know he's probably about tired of it, but you know, he hears all the complaints. I've, you know, I, I've had to replace musicians and it's not, it's not fun. Every time I've had to replace a musician, I have to start over because mm-hmm. they have to learn my music. I don't play top 40 stuff. I'm not a cover band. So right. it's a lot of work on them. Right. Um, but dealing with the guys that I have now, true professionals, so easy. And I think that's why we sound like fine wine to you Yes, absolutely. because there's no drama. There's no Everybody did their homework. Everybody knows the songs. They come right. in prepared. This is practice at home. It's rehearsal here. So yeah. I'm relaxed now. What's the craziest thing that's happened during a performance? The craziest thing that ever happened to me, I think it was the first time that I ever played the St. George's Country Store. The guy in the back collapsed on the floor. and We had to call an ambulance. Oh, my gosh. My me- most memorable event would, would be... A venue owner gave me a standing ovation at the end of of one of the songs that I did. Coming from somebody who sees some of the best acts walk through his door, that meant a lot to me that he thought that much to hoot and holler and give me a standing ovation. Oh, wow. And the other the other uh, the other one was when I was singing at the Blue Earl and um, Rosie, the owner, I got done doing a trampled underfoot song. And she came up to me when I was done in tears in her eyes and gave me a hug. That yeah. happened twice. One of their employees at a different, different, different day, day, different date. 
did the same thing. Wow. It's a powerful song. And I love doing that song and I'm going to bring it back into my repertoire. But oh. I think those two, I, when, when I connect with somebody that much and they feel what I'm singing, that's why I love blues. I came late to the game and I don't know half the people that some of these, these musicians talk right. about. I don't. And, you know, I do I try to do as much research and I, and I kind of feel I like I don't belong sometimes, you know, and it's a, it's an odd feeling to get this kind of recognition and at the same time feel like who the hell, are, who the hell do you think you are? Who the hell does she think she is? You know? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm late to the game, but I'm here and I'm proud of what I'm doing. And I, and as long as I'm connecting with my audience, that's all that matters to me. That's my reward. Uh, What advice would you give someone starting out in the music business? Don't kiss anyone's ass. Don't kiss anyone's rings. Stay true to yourself. Stay humble and don't ever give up. You know how many times I'm going to throw in the towel? Every time a guitar player quit, that's it. I'm done. How much can we get for this PA system? (laughs) And Lynn Dalton's been the one in my ear saying, you can't quit. You're not going to quit. I won't let you. you got a long road ahead of you, sister. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm older and I'm limiting my gigs. I'm, I'm, I'm only, I only play blues venues, festivals, special events like parks and recreation, places like that. We did, right. We've done a wedding before, which was great. I love okay. doing that. But, you know, you know, that's staying true to myself, too, because I'm going to stay with the venues that have patrons that want to hear blues i have bethany blues on october 7th we'll be there 11 30 8 30 to 11 i will be at crabby dicks october 8th i will be at dogfish head for the jazz fest october 14th in rehoboth nice and after that you can check my website judy sings the blues.com and facebook judy sings the blues okay and is that the best way to get in contact with you if somebody wants to Yeah, my contact is on there. You can get, you know, it's usually through email, my cell phone. It's it's, it's all public. So you can reach me either through my cell phone or through my website or message messenger on Facebook. Okay, awesome. Is there anything else you would like to share before we wrap this up with uh, our listeners? Well, I want to thank you for reaching out to me and giving me this opportunity for an interview. Because Thank without you. people like you and and my DJs out there who who are still playing my music and you know I'm not Shamika Copeland or Danielle you know Nicole Band and uh, Samantha Fish Beth Hart I'm just Judy from the block is the way I feel and you know the fact that they're still playing my music five months after my CD was released that that means a lot to me that's awesome but more important more importantly like I said I couldn't I couldn't have done this without my husband um, and my family because they give up weekends when I gig. And that's really the reason I'm making, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to do limited. I want to go out and enjoy the summer with my family when they come down. And I want to go up and visit my family. You know, I have grandkids now and great grandkids, believe it or not. So, um, so I, I want to, I don't want to gig every weekend and right. I'm limiting myself to blues venues and, and special events. It, it works out perfectly nice. you know, for all of us. Right. Um, but more importantly, I have to, I have to thank my fans. Because without them supporting me and loving me and showing up for these 10 years, I wouldn't be me. There would be no reason for me to be me. So I couldn't have done this without any of them. And two of the, the biggest ones, one, one of the questions you asked was my biggest supporters. And I mentioned my husband. But I have to say that uh, everybody knows him as Sidney Adams. We know him as Dave Adams. He's my husband's lifelong best friend. He's been to almost every gig of mine. Wow. And Mojo is another one. Mojo, Joe Renahan. He's been, to, he, he's a new, he's new here. He's been here for about three or four years now. 
and he's one of my biggest fans. So I think he's on the CD. I dedicated it to, to him too. Judy Mangini of Judy Sings the Blues. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And I look forward to seeing your songs top the charts here and maybe in Europe. We can always dream. Never give up on your dreams. Never. And always keep going. All right, Judy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Be safe. You also. Thank you for listening to the R2RB podcast series. You can listen to the podcast on www.r2rb.com backslash podcast or on r2rb.buzzsprout.com. Are you a local musician that would like to be a guest on the R2RB podcast series? You can email us at info at r2rb.com. Have a suggestion for the next podcast interview? Send that to info at r2rb.com. Find us on Facebook at R2RB Broadcasting and on Instagram at R2RB. Until next time, keep the music playing.